But why do we quote it as scripture? Because it was the opinion of somebody who had the depth of understanding of the mind of God. That's why people will say some things to me sometimes. And I say, no, it's not true. He said, why? I said, God doesn't reason like that. I said, Pastor Bank, is that not arrogance? No, it's scripture. Let me give you <laughs> the funny one that happened some time ago. Some women said they died and went to hellfire. And they came back and said, these are the people we found in hellfire. I said, it's a lie. You are lying. And people say, did you listen to them? I said, I don't have to listen to them. By their fruits, you shall know them. What they are bringing out is not of God. So I wrote a tract on the title, Who is Going to Hell? Because people kept on coming to me, saying, my father said I should just remove the earring, because just to be safe. Whatever is done, not of faith, is what? Sin. So you are not safe. So you saw women suddenly, ha, ah, see everybody going for a funeral here, now the faces are dry. Hey, don't jump. Of course, they all backstage after six months. They don't buy their gold back, put everything back, say, I beg, I know they go, I believe this in your... You see, you saw the whole thing. That's how you know now. It faded away rapidly. Listen, when I heard that thing that time, I said, these women are lying. One day I gave somebody in my office to do some work for me, a woman. So I gave her my laptop to be able to do the work. She was doing some typing. So I got there one day. I saw them, you know, gathered around the computer. So I said, what's happening? They said they are watching video. I took a glance at it, and I saw what they said. They went to her. I said, this is my computer. I decide what is aired. I said, no evil will be aired. Come on, remove that thing. I made them remove the rubbish DVD, the, the, the video from my computer. They wrote nonsense. So the woman went to hell. I said, she didn't go anywhere. How do you know it is simple? You went to hell. He said, people were sent to... He said, how come there are only men here? Where? No, they went to heaven. He said, where are all the women? He said, they all went to hell. He said, why? Because they put... They use earring <laughs> and they put the hair attachment... And then they wore trousers, Abby. When they finished, I said, so God looked at all the men who were committing adultery with them and sent them to heaven. Looked at all the men that stole the money, sent them to heaven. The men who lied, armed robbery. How many women do you find doing kidnapping? One or two. Most of them are worse. <laughs> they are these guys. God saw all of them, sent them to heaven. And said, oh girl, I don't like your earrings. Hellfire. I don't like I said, my friend, stop that nonsense. So I wrote a tract because people were asking me too many questions. I was tired. So I wrote a tract titled, Who is Going to Hell? And in it I explained, these are the criteria that the Bible teaches for why he sends people to damnation. They love darkness. They give them light. They reject Christ Jesus. So they become what? The adulterers, liars. And he gave them a list. I said, you think it's now? People started dressing as harlots. It's not today. Go and read your Bible. People have been dressing as harlots for a long time. Yeah, he didn't list it there that those who dressed as harlots. I said, what? What is wrong with you? You see, women repent. People, you will beg. Come and hear the word of God. I'm very busy. They go remove hearing. Yes, now. They are being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine because of lack of understanding. Their senses are not trained. I'm explaining what Paul meant when he said, I have the Spirit of God. That is, I've heard God talking other things. I have imbibed his reasoning pattern. Are you getting my point? I have imbibed, you know, his thoughts in so many, in many things. So that his Spirit has entered into me. When he says nothing, I know what he's saying. I like what the Higgins said. He said, I've worked with God so much. He was in a house. A child got missing. He said, the child will be found. 
They said, how do you know the child will be found? He said, because God didn't tell me a child will be missing in this house. He said, God, did God tell you that? The child? And he was a prophet, a genuine prophet, not a joker. I don't mean joking prophet. You pay him, he prophesies. You know those kind of things? No, no. A real prophet. And he said, he told them in the house, he said, listen, this child, they said a girl was supposed to come and visit the parents, uh, maybe relatives, and the girl disappeared. And this was in the U.S. where they do funny things, kidnap young girls. You know, here we kidnap rich people, you know. <laughs> they aren't kidnapping this for a different reason. So he said to them, the girl will be found. And the woman said, did God speak to you? He said, listen, he didn't tell me anything. He said, listen, God now will stay in this house for this period. If any problem will arise, he will have warned me ahead of time. When he didn't say anything, trust me, the girl will be found. As soon as he said that, to tell you he's a true prophet, as soon as he finished explaining that, suddenly he had a vision. And he saw where the girl was. He just said, oh no, the girl entered the wrong bus. Don't worry, they will soon find her. And true to what he said, the girl came back home. She just missed her way. Why did I tell that story? The man said, I have related with God. I understand some things. That any time a calamity will befall a house where I'm staying, he will let me know. Once he doesn't let me know, by, the, by reason of the office I occupy and the assignment he has given me in life, that means nothing is going to happen. That's what the man said. Paul said, I have the spirit of God. In my own personal experience, that's people tell me things and then God said to me, I just say, oh boy, God didn't tell you anything. You heard what you wanted to hear. You had impressions in your heart according to the multitude of your idols. And you're now saying, God said to me. I'm trying to emphasize to us what it means to be led by the Spirit. It means, number one, to be truly born again. That's what it means. To have the Spirit of God really inside you. You know, whether you are watching me or not, do you know, I never leak water from a gutter. If I'm thirsty. Do you know why? I'm not a pig. Nothing spiritual. I drink clean water. You know why? I'm a human being. Whether you are watching me or not, I don't chew grass. You know why? I'm not a goat. I like my food cooked, served, eaten properly. I'm bringing up something here. For those who, that may have the spirit of a human being, that's another emphasize. The seed of of homo sapiens is inside me. So, I don't do goaty things. <laughs> and I don't do go, I don't do piggy things. <laughs> no matter how hungry I am, even if I'm dying of hunger, if man poopoo for road, I know we chop him. You know why? Ain't a dog. I don't do doggy things, piggy things, or goaty things. If I want to be tempted, say don't eat that food though. It will be like you left food on the table, meat, cake, bread, yam, opa, and it's not my own. So I have to start restraining myself. I'm not going to chop on it's not my own. But I'm hungry now, and I'm not going to chop on Okay, I will explain when they come back. Do you understand? <laughs> Why did I say these things? For the true believer, sin is not his nature. That's what I'm learning next day. The seed of God dwells inside that person. And it pushes you towards some kinds of food. And not towards another. For you to eat these things I just described, this messy thing, somebody called Satan has to come 
and color them, paint them, try and entice you. I have to come to you. Has God really said? Until Satan changed the perception of Eve, he couldn't make Eve disobey God. He had to come to Eve. No, you will not surely die. Why will you surely die? What is dying in this state? Okay, let me eat it. A dead man was already, you know, he was already dead. You see, nothing will happen to you. It was when he began to change the perception of Eve, which is what we call temptation. What am I emphasizing? The spirit of Christ you have drags you in a particular direction. That's the first thing. That's why he said, if, you, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, you find it, it's, in a, it's around verse um, 9. He said, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. That's that spirit I'm talking about. That regeneration, that thing that God dropped inside us when we truly gave our lives to Christ. Many, let me say it again. Many people didn't give their life to Christ. They came to church to find salvation. What I mean, what I mean by salvation? What I'm trying to say. I've been having troubles. They say the pastor can pray. Did you see that? I have not had a job. They say the pastor can pray. I have not gotten a husband. They say the pastor can pray. I don't have a wife. They say the pastor can pray. I need breakthrough. They say the pastor can pray. Many people come to church, sit down one day and say, God, I want to serve you. They have not said it. They say, bless me so I can go on. That's why they don't have the spirit of Christ. And we sometimes we don't present the gospel well. Say, come on, God will solve all your problems. God can solve problems. But beyond that, he wants, to, he wants people to serve him. He wants them to give their lives to him. He wants them to repent and be baptized. He wants them to be saved from their sins. Not just to be blessed. If they have the true spirit of Christ, believe me, their heart goes towards righteousness. Even though they can be tempted. Even though they may fall for temptation. I'm not saying it's not possible. But basically, their hearts are drawn towards righteousness because they have the spirit of Christ. So Paul said, anyone who does not have that spirit does not belong to him. Side talk is not my main message. But ask yourself, do I really have that spirit? Is church only for me about what can God give to me? It's an important question. Number one thing about being led by the Spirit of God is do you have the Spirit of Christ? Is it pulling in a particular direction? Number two, just as important, is to have knowledge of the Word of God. Because Jesus said, My words are not just you know, the sound, that's what they call flesh. Their spirit, they carry a spirit that gives life. What am I saying? The spirit of Christ inside you has to be developed, has to be trained. Because there is flesh outside which is warring against the spirit. The spirit wins easily when it is built up. And the food of the spirit is the word of God. Please note what I'm trying to say. Nobody, nobody can effectively be led by the spirit of God except the person is constantly being fed by the word of God. There's something about this, the, the, the will of God in life which you must understand. Paul said it's something that we understand. That is, we just we understand the way God reasons. We understand what God has said. We understand the precepts of God. I'll talk about the precepts of God in a moment. We understand the precepts. Let me, say, let me just quickly digress and explain something about the word of God. 
There is a message I have, I don't know which of our series, but in it I talked about following God fully. This is one reason why people are not blessed with God's words. Let me quickly, I want to digress, I'll get back to our message. The word of God has many aspects. There are four, there are five, alright, but I will leave the fifth one out, but let's just talk about four briefly. The word of God has four main aspects. For you to be blessed totally by God, you have to follow the word of God in all those four aspects. The first aspect, alright, is what you call promises. The promises is what most people know these days. Before it was the other way around. People knew the other ones more. But now, people know more promises. What are the promises? I shall not die, I shall live. You've heard that before. Uh-huh. I reject it. You know, back to send out those kind of funny, funny things. Uh-huh. People know stuff like that. They know things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. This year, no evil will befall me. We know those are promises. But the word of God also has precepts. And that is the one I want to emphasize. Precepts. What are precepts? Precepts are the principles of God. My best example these days, let me quickly drop that. Let's talk about principles. If you watch business, number one thing in the heart of a businessman is to make money. True of us. But the number one thing, the number last thing, I don't know which number, but number last in the heart of a Christian businessman is that same thing. It's at the bottom. I'm giving you an idea about the precepts of God. So God says, these are my precepts for a businessman. You must be, first of all, eager to serve. How can I help people? If my business is not adding anything to people, it's not a godly business. Number two, he says, in whatever I do, I must have a good name. People must not finish business with me, and it will be that, that man, I will never talk to him again. Very wicked. If he says A, it is B. If he says, he tell you, come in the morning, he won't be there till night. That's what they call a good name. And the Bible says it's better than silver and gold. Number three, God says, go there and establish righteousness. Let's go and teach people what is right to do in this your area. If you're a doctor, you set up a clinic, let your colleagues learn from you how to take care of their patients. Do you understand my point? If you're a manufacturer, you set up a factory, let people see how to handle things, how to deal with their staff, how to handle taxes. How to handle the government. Let them learn it from you. It's called establishing righteousness. Now, you see all these things I'm saying? These are the precepts of God for a businessman. So what about money? Say so money is a measure of how much business you are doing. You, are not, you, you will have failed if you did not do the above, but you made a lot of money. You will be on the same level, God is saying, as a thief. A thief is one who takes from other people to enrich himself without blessing the people. That is why it's not every product you sell. I keep on telling Christians. If you are not sure to be a blessing to people, don't sell it. He said, just do network, recruit five people. You will rise up, and after they will be paying you whether you are working or not. That's jagudaism. You won't be blessed like that. I invent words, sorry. <laughs> don't be a jaguda. Please, I hope you are getting my point. For us believers, it's not all about money. These are what? Precepts. So sometimes people come and tell me, this business, let us do it. You will make money. Like one of my friends called me the other day, a colleague of mine, and we're having a very good laugh. Now, I won't give you details because we're talking to many people, <laughs> but in my inner circle people, they know what I'm talking about. There's one man in Nigeria, he's a very, very powerful man, very important man. He found out that I know the man. Are you getting my point? I won't tell you who the man is. Ah! He said, come and say, you know this man. Let's do something now. We can get good jobs. 
He said, have you thought about it? I said, I have thought about it. I didn't know the days. Oh boy, don't waste your time. I am not a businessman. I will not become a contractor suddenly because I have somebody in the innermost circle of Nigerian power. I said, I won't become a contractor. Why? The Bible says, I am forbidden from turning my stones to bread. Many Christians have never heard that before. He, he come and said, no, you see, these jobs we can do. I said, I know we can do it. In my mind, I didn't say, I'm just smiling. I know we can do it. I know that we can make money. He said, it's people like us that we deliver. I said, but I'm a preacher. The work I do, secular, is in the university. I said, I will not become a contractor just because a powerful man is now in office. It's Christian precepts. It's called turning your stones to bread. Many people, if their uncle become minister today, they register a company tomorrow. In case you did not know it, it is iniquity. I know it's shocking for most people, they don't know. Whether you pay tight or not, it's irrelevant. You, take, you have turned your stones to bread. Every job you were not doing before, don't start it now because you now know somebody in power. You are a corrupt man. Whether you steal or not, it's corruption. Because if your uncle doesn't give you a job, you know say you go vex. Nepotism. It's very quiet in here. Many people have not heard that before. Now, I'm giving you the idea of what they call precepts of God. Let me say another thing. As many as are led by the Spirit. Yes, they will talk about understanding Christ. Ascribing to God. Because of time, I have to say many things. So, just jump, mumble them up. Ascribing to God his proper name is another trait of true Christians. These are things they learn. You know, I'm talking about the word of God have different aspects. Let me, let me quickly finish that before I forget. So we have precepts. Then there are commandments. What are promises? You know what the promises are. We already talked about what are precepts. Then commandments are things that are direct instruction. Thou shalt not. Like Paul will tell you, don't lie to one another. Don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus will say, love your enemies. Don't ask the fire of the Holy Spirit to kill them. Is that, is that, it's not in your Bible? What did he say you should do for your enemies? Love them. Pray for them. Is that not what he said? What do we do this day? We disobey God. All my enemies, this year you will die. <laughs> Begin to pray. Enemies, die. <laughs> die. I keep on warning you. You're also somebody's enemy. Oh. And whatever a girl and a boy souls, they shall also what? If you beg them, then die. Just get ready. They are, like, I say a joke all the time. Say, my neighbors are witches. They also think you're a witch. Don't you speak in tongues? <laughs> they think you're a witch. He said, they go for meeting all night. Your own all night. You don't care where you go. They just know you are not at home. So all the witches, they've gone to Coven. So before you come back, they don't drug, they don't mark your compound around. All of you die. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Jesus said, do what? Love your enemies. That's it. A direct commandment. Let's not disobey it. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. It's also a commandment. Alright? So that these are, these are Christian commandments. Apart from the ones... He said, are we under the Ten Commandments? No. But we, are, we have commandments that are equal to them, identical to them, and superior to them. Get all of those things. So these are commandments. Then the last one I just want to ma- mention are what I call them... Um, uh, what they call Testimonies. And the last one are ordinances. What are ordinances? I said there are five. I just wanted to mention four. Testimonies are things that are personalized. Commandments that are just for you. It's not for everybody. It's just for you. Let me give you an Old Testament example. 
For example, the razor must not touch the hair, the head of Samson. That was a testimony. It's not everybody that applied to other people shaved, but he was not allowed to do that. So that so sometimes there are things that are right for other people is not right for you. Okay? Now all of these things put together is what we call the word of God. But many people they want to get hold of the promises. I shall not die. But then I will be running at 180 kilometers an hour. Listen, they don't go together. If you still go to God, I shall not die. You shouldn't be driving at 180 kilometers per hour on a bad road at night with Tokumbo Moto. <laughs> and you are saying, I shall not die. Oh boy, you, you go die. Believe me, you will die. <laughs> so this is something people want to hold on to the promises and disobey the precepts. He said, God will open the door for me. God will open the door for me. Yet you are lying in your business. You are cheating people. Money is most important in your life. You are selling things that you don't believe in. They say it's a supplement. Do you believe it? You're only selling it because it makes money. People don't know what they call stealing. That is Pentecostal stealing. If you don't believe in it, don't sell it. Somebody came to me once. Listen, please. Listen to me. I'm not trying to say that selling GNLD is bad. I didn't say so. I didn't want to tell you that. Somebody said I should sell it and why I refused. For those of you who may not know, many of you know, my basic training is I'm a medical doctor, all right? So once somebody said that, ah, let me introduce you to this product, you'll be able to help people, helping. I said to the leader, I said, listen, eh? I am a doctor. If I give something to my patient, to any, no, not my patient now, anybody I relate with, whether it's my patient or not, behind it, is the knowledge of my profession. Do you get my point? So the person will trust my judgment. So if I say, take this, it's good for you. They will take it because I said so. I said, ma, I'm adding many words now. I said, I will be turning my stones to bread. It's not allowed. I will be using my qualification to sell a product that I was not trained to sell. So these are herbal supplements. Oh boy, I don't have a BSc in pharmacognosy. I, do you get what I'm trying to explain? So that's, those are the little things about Christianity. You know, Christianity is an interesting thing, life, you know? There are little things that lead you. Somebody now say, God said I shouldn't do that business. Maybe God told you. He doesn't have to tell me. I don't know whether I get my point. Just by following precepts, there are things I don't do. You won't see me tomorrow bidding for a contract. I can assure you of that. God spoke to you not to do it. No, he doesn't have to say it. That's what I'm explaining. I need to love money to start it. If I don't love money, there are things I will not do. Let's get the leading of the Spirit correct. That's why I started hearing, you know, I started the story by saying that somebody said that God spoke to me to commit adultery. And we all laughed at it. But many of us, we are doing the same thing but in a lighter level. We are disobeying precepts. I told that person that day, Good, sell your drugs. It's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it is good. I'm just saying I cannot sell it. Why? Every time I bring a pack of GNLD product, I will be lying. I will be deceiving people. Why? Because they will say, this is Dr. Lushino. And I'll say, yes, I'm Dr. So and so. And then I start selling something which is designed only to make me money. If I wanted to help them, I know what to do. For those who are not in my profession, you can sell it. You won't have my conscience problems. Listen, you must never abuse your office. If you're a pastor here, listen, you must never abuse the influence that God has given you over people. You left your family, things you could have been doing this evening, and they put my photograph there boldly. They told you you are coming to listen to that guy. 
and you came. That means God has given me some kind of influence. If I say everybody here, put up your right hand, do you know you will do it? If I say stand up everybody, even if you are twice my age, you can't say no. Because as far as you are concerned, you are in the presence of the Spirit of God, which was brought here by this guy. So you don't want to offend that spirit. So if I say, bring down your right hand, put it into your right pocket, any money there, bring it out, bring it to this altar, you know you will do it. You will do it today, now tomorrow you're not going to come back again. <laughs> say, yes, that guy impoverished me, my God. <laughs> you have a conscience problem if you don't do it. You know that? The man of God said, put your money in your hand in your pocket. Bring out everything inside. Now you say, does God ever say that? You know what? He actually does. But it's very uncommon. It's rare. I'm almost certain Nigeria has not said it this year. I'm almost certain. But you hear it every day. It's an abuse of office. If you're a preacher, don't abuse your office. You are not allowed to use the word of God to raise money. It's iniquity. You don't change your message because of the need of your church. Your message should address righteousness in the hearts of people. These are precepts. So Holy Spirit doesn't have to come and guide you and say, Hey, Chris, you know what? When that girl is passing, don't touch her bum bum. What does Holy Spirit tell you that? He won't say that. Your common sense, your common spiritual sense, should have told you these are things you don't do. In the same manner, if a business is passing, you say, don't touch it. It's not your business. Why? He doesn't have to utter those words. I'm not going to say. He doesn't have to say, don't touch it. You just know that this is not my wife. He breaks certain basic rules of the precepts of God that I understand. And that's why it may be right for somebody else. I give you the example of my genealogy product. I'm not saying if you're saying genealogy is wrong. I'm just saying I am not allowed to use my influence because of my medical qualification. I will be breaking the laws, the oath I took because it's going to be my gain that is in mind. And I'm sending a product to you. It will be abuse of office. But let us assume one day I saw studies done. Research has been done. And it's a drug manufacturer. It happened by, to be by GNLD. And I'm certain it is good for my patients. I will prescribe it whether I'm selling it or I'm not selling it. And better still, I probably still won't sell it so that it will be seen that I'm honest. That's why in medical publication, scientific publication, there's what they call disclosure. In fact, academic publication these days. There's what they call disclosure. You must write below. Where do you get money to sponsor this project? Because they know that he who pays the piper tells him what he's writing in that finding. You understand what I mean by precepts? So God leads us how? He teaches us his precepts. He tells us, don't do like this. This is not how you do. And once we have learned those things, we start applying them. And in applying them, we are said to be led by the Spirit of God. Can you see it? What is the Spirit of God? The Spirit of honesty. The Spirit of integrity. The Spirit of righteousness. The Spirit of I'm not looking out for my gain. I'm looking for the help that I'm going to render to somebody else. The Spirit of I want to fulfill the call of God for my life. Like some people ask me, 
Uh, is it right? Should I go to America? Shouldn't I go to America? It's, you know, for some people, you know, God has never spoken to me, Banky, let me tell you, you are not going to go to America. I am your God. I say stay in Nigeria. I'll tell you one of the reasons why I'm not going to America, to go and leave. I'm not saying it's wrong. I have good friends there. Some of my best friends in the world, that's where they are. Okay? I'm just saying, one of the reasons why I want to do it is simple. This evening, we have gathered, hundreds of us here, to hear the word of God. And why did you come? You heard I was preaching. If I can't charter a plane to carry all of you to America, then I'm not going. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's just that I am not allowed to let comfort dictate where I live. That's the spirit of God. It's not God whisper to me, Benke, let me tell you, you are going to go to Enugu. Listen, let me just say something. God actually wanted me to come to Enugu. I don't have time now to explain how I found out that one out. But the time came, I needed to come. I want to, I want to explain the next thing, okay? Because I'm talking about being led by the spirit, and I'm watching my time. I'm, that thing I'm about to say, it will actually help me to go to the next thing that I'm, I'm saying. Talking about these precepts, these commandments, all right? So I've, I've explained the fact that precepts help us. Understanding the word of God, our spirits are being trained, okay? Our spirits are being trained. Knowing God, understanding God, makes us able to make godly decisions. And those decisions are said to have been made by the leading, the propelling, the guidance of the Spirit. It does not mean somebody whispered to me. Let me quickly add it. When the amount of development I have is not enough to make that decision, then he talks to through different special methods. He does. Like for example, coming to Enugu for me. I had strange manifestations. One of them was by one guy, his name was Prebo. That is where he's from. One day we were standing. He did not know I was considering going to Enugu. He did not know I was having to make a decision. My friends just came banking. You're a pathologist. They need one in UNTH. They've not had for years. Come. And I said, Enugu. I don't even to Enugu once in my life. As a medical student in 1988-89, we came for NCCMDS conference, now CMDA, or CDM, CMDA, yes. Then it was called NCCMS, they had not added that D that time. We came for a that was my only time in life. The next time I came, I came to pick my appointment letter in UNN. So you can imagine it was not easy for me, in case you do not know, I was born and bred in Ondo State, schooled in Edo State. I did my postgraduate in, did my NYC in Taraba State and my postgraduate in Lagos State. See the axis of my life? None of them cross this side. Somebody is your wife? My wife is from Delta State. Yet I arrived here one day. Why? Because God, through different methods, said, come. So that day I was still thinking, Kai, should I obey this? Because for certain reasons, I had the feeling that that leading would be where I would go next. All right? So when that came up, I said, wow. The one day I was just standing downstairs in front of our RMO3, where I used to live in Luz in the Diaraba. And that guy I had not seen in a long time. We just greeted. Ah, Prebo, how are you? We just talk, talk, talk. Ah, Mr. Bangi, how far? We just gisted. Then, you know, there are times you're talking to somebody, gist just dries up. Because you're not so familiar, there's not much to say. I knew him years ago on campus. So the gist dried up. The next thing he opened his mouth. He said, Enugu is good, though. Beautiful place. 
I was looking at him like, this guy, you a spirit. <laughs> Are you getting my point? This became like what? Confirmation for me. And many things came together one day. I packed my things, came down to Enugu, and I've been here since that time till today, since the year 2000. Now, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Sometimes God's leading, and he does that all the time. And that's what I want to talk about quickly, because I'm, I'm jumping things now because of time, all right? He does that all the time. He's leading. He's pushing us. I'll give a very good example. Very simple. You're single. You're a nice young Christian lady. And a man comes to you. Says, marry me. And you've been praying for a husband. All right? And he says, come. And maybe I'm not even praying. Like my wife wasn't praying when I showed up. <laughs> you know, maybe you're not even praying. But he comes. And it's a good thing. All right? He says, marry me. Now, these are the issues. Or you are, you are the man. You are the one. So you go to church. <laughs> You see one sister, anytime she's singing, just normal song go, praise the Lord. Ah, your mind. Oh God, you need to be praised though. You must be praised. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, things like that happen. Now, so I'm talking about the hospital. So that starts. Sometimes that's how God calls you. And you, told, you know, you told Peter, arise, kill and eat. And then why didn't Peter agree to eat? He said, these things are what? Unclean. Why are they unclean? His Judaism background. The laws that have passed away said don't eat. And Jesus said, listen to me. Whatever I have cleansed, you don't have the right to call it unclean. Many people are calling men and women unclean today. That's why they are still single. You look at a fine girl serving God. He said her father divorced her mother. He's from a broken home. She's unclean. Look at a young man, working hard, grinding his own business, trying to start out in life. He said, oh boy, he's struggling. He's unclean. You know what they call unclean? He doesn't have money. He can't give me the wedding of my dreams. When my friend Amaka wedded, they did honeymoon in Paris. They only, they only managed to miss the bullet of the terrorists. You forgot that part of it. It was not just a few weeks ago. A few terrorists went and, you know, scores of people. Hey, you forget all of those things. I've seen people who did honeymoon all over the world. At the end of the honeymoon, the, the marriage was over. No, I don't mean later, they began to quarrel. Honeymoon was, assume, let's say it's Dubai. From Dubai, they went to Singapore. From Singapore, they went to Australia. As they were arriving from Australia, the guy was going to her father's house. The guy was going to his private house. So forget that thing. So you look at the young man, he's struggling. He's unclean. He said, in their family, I've seen some people with mental issues. <laughs> She's unclean. These are things that we have seen. Real things. And Jesus is saying to you again today, whatever I have cleansed, never open your mouth and say it is unclean. That is the reason why God has not been able to lead some people. Because that's the next thing I want to talk about. Ability to hear. We are talking about understanding the precepts. But there are obstacles and hindrances to understanding what God wants you to do. And that is a major issue. For example, let's get back to my case that I was saying as an example. When we began to say, do this, I didn't come to anyone. Then issues began to come up. Which God has prepared me for ahead of time? It was not an issue. People say, listen, let me just advise you. Money is in Lagos. Because your friends start advising you. 
And your friends come in two categories, and they all look alike. But behind, there are two different categories. And some of them move from one category to another. Today, they're in this category. Tomorrow, they're in the second category. What is first category? The category of godly counsel. Second category, the category of Satan. Now, so why do you say Satan? Jesus looked at Peter. He said, listen to me, Peter. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my spirit, by the spirit of my father. That's in heaven. Amen? Peter now came and said this. I said, you won't go to the cross. He said, get behind me, Satan. This category today. <laughs> Next moment, oh boy, don't go to the other category. Some people are permanently in one category. Judas. <laughs> he said, why do you pour that alabaster box full of nard on him? If we have sold this thing, I will have finished my house. Sorry, sorry, I mean, if you have sold this, we will have given to the poor. <laughs> Permanently on the other side. There are those who, they know they talk. John, you know John? If they say, let's follow him, John will go, just okay, you go in front, I'm right behind you. Let's run. If you want passion of the Christ, they won't catch John. John throwing garment like this. Bah, you know? <laughs> John, John, no, he's not saying no. The guy... Anyone that Jesus is there, I will try my best. <laughs> but you know, your friends are in two categories. Some give you godly counsel, sound counsel. Some give you satanic counsel. And some shuttle between this and the other. Let me quickly tell you about satanic counsel. A true Christian hardly hears overtly satanic counsel. Like, oh boy, come. I married those two babes. Anyone, you married two wives. They don't tell you that. This is how Christians give you satanic counsel. Listen, my guy, yo. You say, God, call you, God, call you. Let's just be truth. Man must work. Oh. You have to be wise, though. You just have to know. Without money, man is nothing. He sounds good, but he's disobeying the word of God. Take no thought for the morrow. What we shall eat, what we shall drink, and where we do shall we be clothed. He's satanic. When Peter opened his mouth and said, you won't go to the cross, he was looking out for Jesus' welfare. But it was satanic. I began to hear my own counsel, too. You know we are from Ondo State. This is Nigeria. You are going to the East. Are you seeing what I'm saying? This council, they were watching out for your interest. Let me just tell you, Nigeria can break any time. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So they watch out for your destiny, your welfare. This is how this man did the other day. The one man who was giving me counsel like this is from my state. He told me a story during the war. That he, there were some people from the east living in their compound. Then when the war started, do I know that his father had to lock them inside the house for three years? They couldn't go out to keep them. I felt like them, but your father kept them. I don't know whether you're getting my point. <laughs> he was telling me that his father, thank God for their house, that the men couldn't go out for years. That I have to be careful, though. And as he was saying it in my mind, your father kept those men, right? My own father. His friend was burnt in his own house in our hometown. They burnt him by his own people because they were fighting over one thing or the other. So you can see safety <laughs> is from the Lord. As he was saying those things, my mind was playing the word of God. That he surrounds the favor with righteous. Sorry, he surrounds the righteous with favor as with a shield. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about Joseph. I said, Joseph was not an Egyptian. And if you go and read your Bible, the Bible said that the Egyptian loathed the Hebrew because they were shepherds. 
So Joseph was from a tribe they hated. I said, but he became a ruler. I said, listen, anywhere God sends you, if he protects you, you are safe. I have been in Enugu for the last 16 years, 15 years. I have been utmostly blessed. When I came in here, I was alone, me and my wife. Look to Abraham, your father. And you say, I call them what? Alone. When I arrived here, I don't get plenty of children. Spiritual and physical. Are you getting my point? I said, listen, God is the one that blesses people. People say, listen, let's tell you the truth. Let's tell you where money is. I said, ah. He said, Lagos is where money is. Again, that's, can you see, this is what they call strongholds. These are the reasons people can't hear God. That young man is working hard. He believes the word of God. Every morning declares the word of God by his business. But you are looking at the fact that he doesn't have a car now, you don't want to marry him. I'm sorry to use bad words, but you're a fool. Because cars can be bought and they can burn. The man who has today can trek tomorrow. And the man that's tracking today can fly planes tomorrow. You don't make permanent decisions on temporary situations. Don't be silly. You want to decide whether you marry a man or not? Let me tell you, ladies, let me tell you what you use. Number one, check whether he's a lazy man. Never marry a lazy man. No matter how much scripture is confessing, he's a liar. You wake up in the morning, he's collecting his mother's pension money to eat. Don't answer him. Marry a young boy who's in the market. Uzo, uzo, uzo. You know those boys that are pushing trolley? They will go far in life. Farther than the man who's waking up, confessing the word of God and begging his, his retired mother for breakfast money. He's not sick. Nothing's wrong with him. It is better he goes to the market and carry a, a you know, pan on his head. Marry that one. If you see him every time he's talking, my father, my father, don't marry him. He's dependent on his father's connection for life. Please run. He said, ah, what if God is speaking to me? Have I not told that God is not speaking to you? <laughs> is that not what I've been saying since morning? There are some men that God doesn't want to give wife. Why should, how will he talk to you? I don't know what you're getting my point. God doesn't want to give a man wife. He says he's talking to you to marry him. You are lying. It's his father's morning that's twinkling your eye like this. Listen to me. This is why people can't hear God. They have obstructions in their minds. They are called strongholds. The girl is from a broken home. I can't marry her. Listen to me. Decisions you make against God, against the word of God, because they don't call this thing unclean. You call it unclean. It will catch up with you tomorrow. You will marry a girl that the great-grandfather was married for 80 years to the same woman. All the brothers and sisters have married for 99 years to the same husband and wife. When you marry her, your own marriage will last 16 months. She will be the first generation of people who are breaking homes. Why? Because you relied on the arm of flesh and it fails people. I hope you are following my point. Strongholds is a major reason people can't hear what God is saying. When people were speaking to me that time, all the things they said didn't hold water. Why? I blocked them with the shield of what? Faith. So what you are saying is not right. What you are saying is not the word of God. For that reason, I cannot allow it to stand. 
That is how to be led by the Spirit of God. Remove the strongholds from your heart. Let you, I just look at my time now. Let me close, please. I just realized what the time is, so I need to close. That's why God now said, in summary, in that Exodus chapter 14, He said, you can't understand, you can't come to me. If you have in your eyes, He said to them in verse 7, if you separate yourself from me, you are not paying attention to my word, you put right before your face the stumbling block of your iniquity, and then you come to the prophet to say, what is God saying to me? He said, I will not answer you. What is he saying? Remove the stumbling block from your eyes. Remove the iniquity, all right, that is there. What are the stumbling blocks? What are the iniquities? Precepts we have, things we, sorry, ideas we have that are against the precepts of God. A very good one. There are young men that God can't lead them to the right job. They still believe that being in America is superior to being in Nigeria. That stronghold in your mind will not let you hear God clearly. No matter what God says, you can't hear it. Ability to hear God is what we are discussing. There's a general will he has for everybody. That's to obey his precepts, obey, operate by his precepts, his rules, his promises. Ascribe to him the proper name. America is not God. I hope you know that. The richest black man is not even there. He's in Nigeria. Very fun, isn't it? America is not God. UK is not God. Australia is not God. I see people do foolish things. A young boy, a young girl will be in university studying a beautiful course. And then she just say, I got visa. And just leave the school and go to America. Signing for problem. You just wake up in the morning and say, please punish me small. Do you understand? Gluten for punishment. Even if you wanted to do it, don't you just hustle, struggle. Get over this one first. On a natural plane, you stand a better chance. Natural plane, not spiritual now. Natural plane, you stand a better chance of succeeding in America if you go there with your first degree. You now go there, begin hustle. After 16 years, he's still sweeping gutter, clearing grass. He can't come back home. He, can't afford, he cannot afford a flight ticket. He thinks he's enjoying America. That's why your cousin hasn't come home. Tell him, buy the ticket first. But yes, young men think that if I don't go to America, I won't prosper. And you see young girls, they will see a joker arrive in jeans from America that he bought from Walmart for $17. The same price, they said it's in nature. And suddenly all their spiritual defenses will collapse. And I said, God spoke to me to marry him. I've been telling his money, he didn't speak to you. He told me today to come and tell you, I've not been doing all this talking that I've been accused of. I don't talk like this. I talk from the word. I talk from precepts. I talk from people working with me, understanding me. Not giving my name to America. Not giving my name to something. Not giving my name to a family. It's from this family is a good husband. What nonsense is that? What they are doing is money. The family is rich. If you want to prosper in life, ask God. Say, God bless me, prosper me. That's the way to prosper in life. Just go home. I say, Lord, I don't want to make choices in life because I'm looking for money. You please bless me so I can just be obeying you and not thinking about money. There are so many things to say, but I just looked at my time. I realized we have spoken for long. We'll have to finish tomorrow. So let me stop today. I'll just put pause here. And continue from this point tomorrow. I know my stopping is kind of abrupt. 
but we have to go out of here abruptly too. <laughs> you know, you have to go home. It's getting late. I, I, I wasn't looking at my time all the while. But I hope you have been blessed anyway. Listen, what have I tried to say today? How are we led by the Spirit of God? It is simple. First, we make sure that we truly we are believers in Christ Jesus. And two, we start building ourselves on the precepts of God. We, start, we ascribe to God the right name. Victory, prosperity in life will not come to you because of the course you studied. It will not. It will come to you because God leads you in his own path. I said this last part I talked about is that these obstructions that don't let people follow the leading of God. Many people will know who to say yes to a marriage. Please read my book, Should I Say Yes? Felix, is it discounted? How much are you selling it? Oh, okay. 400 naira. supposed to be 600 normally. Sell it to 400, please. I want everybody to read it. Then you understand how it is. Hmm? That you can easily know God's will. God speaks to people, but he doesn't need to speak to most people. He has spoken enough from reading the scriptures. That's what I've taught today. We'll pick up from that tomorrow. Let's bow down heads and give a lot of thanks. Let's just give a lot of thanks. Commit your life to him again. Let's give a lot of thanks. Say, Father, we thank you for the word that came. I bless you with a blessing. Of, can you just put up one hand or both if you wish? I say to you, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. Amen. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. The Lord will bless you in your storehouse. Amen. He will bless you where you work. Amen. He will bless you when you go out. Amen. He will bless you when you come back in. Amen. No evil will befall you. Amen. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. You will not die young. If you are sick, sickness has been removed from you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I rebuke every pain in your body. I rebuke every infirmity. I rebuke every trouble. And I speak the healing power of God to you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I declare to you that the trouble in your home has ended. Amen. I declare to you that the confusion in your heart has ended. Amen. I declare to you that that decision you need to make in your office, clarity has come to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. The peace of God will go with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. That child has been giving you trouble. Peace comes upon him now in the name of Jesus. Amen. If it is sickness that has been your child's trouble, healing is his portion now in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe he has been unruly. That spirit, I cast it out of him now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe you've been doing very poorly in school. The wisdom, yeah, that's the word, the wisdom to turn things around for him, for her. Receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God will bless everything that you do. Amen. That you have taken time out to come and learn how to know his will. That will will be clear to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say to be clear to you in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. God will give you victory as you walk with him in the name of Jesus. Amen. You indeed are the head, you are not the tail. Amen. Let me remind you again, you are having troubles, it's not because of any curse. You've broken it for two years and nothing has improved. You have given offerings that has not gone away. Listen, Jesus is a final offering. He has been given already. You can't add anything to it more than obedience to his truth. Obey the precepts of God. That's what God is saying to you. Some people have prayed and prayed. God said, I have heard your prayer. I am saying, learn the precepts by which I want my children to do their business. If you are laying hold of promises alone, you don't learn the precepts. I can't bless you. By the precepts, you connect yourself to the flow of spiritual energy. 
these precepts are like spiritual wire. It connects things. Don't do your business like everybody in the market. That's why you keep on having trouble. It's not prayer that you need now. It's obedience to divine precepts. God is saying that to some people. Obey those precepts and prosperity will come to your business in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say it again, no evil will befall you. Amen. Because of you, peace dwells in this city. Amen. Because of you, peace dwells in this region. Amen. Because of you, peace dwells in this nation. Amen. What do I mean? Because you reside in this country, God will pour a blessing upon it Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There will be no war in your life. Amen. In your lifetime, there will be no war. Amen. Your children will live in peace. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every voice count, shouting for war, we silence it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Peace is our portion in this nation. Amen. Peace is our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put that hand on your chest. Peace is your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every diseased heart, I command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every tired lungs, I command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every trouble inside you, it is gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of God rests with you. Amen. I said the peace of God rests with you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Come on, put it on the screen. Let's share the grace in fellowship. Surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's do it again one more time. Let's start from the beginning. Because of the grace of our... Sorry, can we take a pause, please? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold somebody's hand on the left and the right because we are saying we. All right, please hold somebody's hands. All right, one, two, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now do this. Say, this is my season. This is my season of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Bless somebody on your left. This is your season of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. On your right, this is your season of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Behind you, this is your season of fruitfulness. Everybody has thought, all right. Okay, bless me, please. This is my season of fruitfulness. Amen. All right, let me bless you. This is your season of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, child of brethren. God bless you.